Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here's an important message. Fellows and girls, don't ever get the idea that there's nothing you can do to help win this war. Just because you can't join the army doesn't mean that you can't be part of this big fight to preserve the American way of life. No, sir, not at all. There is one big important thing you can do, and I'm going to tell you about that right now. You see, aside from the fact that we can't all be soldiers, sailors, or Marines, because we're too young or too old or something, it's necessary for a good many of us to stay right here where we are. As a matter of fact, Uncle Sam says that for every man in the armed forces, there must be 11 people back home to keep them well supplied, and to see that everything runs smoothly. It's sort of like, well, it's like a civilian army that cooperates with the armed forces to help win the war. And that's where you come in, you and I. For we are all members of this civilian army. And the best way we can help our boys at the front is to buy war-saving stamps and bonds and buy them regularly. Now, how does that help? Well, let me tell you. It helps our government to finance the war. It helps to buy guns and tanks and planes and all the other things the Army, Navy, and Marines need to knock out the Japs and the Nazis. For instance, every time you buy a 10-cent war-saving stamp, your dime will pay for five bullets. And for every five 10-cent stamps, well, that buys enough fuel oil to carry a destroyer a full mile. So you see how important it is for you to buy a war-saving stamp every time you've got a dime. Now, see if you can't get mother or dad to give you a dime every day or every other day with which to buy war-saving stamps. Talk about this with all your friends. Ask them to buy war-saving stamps regularly. Ask your mother and dad and all your neighbors and relatives to sign Minuteman pledges. Do all you can to build up the sale of war-saving stamps and bonds. And that's what you can do to help win this war. And now, the adventures of Superman. Yesterday, we heard how Superman saved the passengers of the Atlantic Clipper, gigantic 50-ton flying boat, as the Leviathan of the air was slowly sinking beneath the waves of the Atlantic. Carrying the mammoth plane on his back, Superman headed straight for England. Arriving over London late at night, he was on his way toward Hendon Airdrome when suddenly searchlights lit up the sky, catching him and the plane he carried full in their beams. A moment later, the anti-aircraft guns of London began to bark. Listen! They've mistaken me in this plane I'm carrying for a German bomber. Those shells are coming mighty close. I'm in no danger, but the passengers in this plane above me certainly are. Jimmy and Lois included. I've got to do something to get us out of this. I've just got to... No, that one hit my stomach and exploded. Knocked the breath out of me for a second. Must be getting soft. Seems to be only one thing to do. I'll have to gain altitude and get outside their range if I can. Up! 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 Climbing on a zigzag course to avoid the searchlight, Superman tries to get outside the range of the anti-aircraft fire. Meanwhile, the alarm has been given at Hendon Airdrome, and a squadron of deadly Spitfires takes off to the attack. Soon, they too are over London. The RAF wing commander contacts the ground observer for possible instructions. Listen. 
Squadron in the ground observer. Squadron in the ground observer. Have you spotted the jetty yet? Over. We were full on him, but he's ducked us. We're trying to pick him up again. Over. You spotted only one, didn't you? Over. That's right, sir. Only one. The largest bomber we've ever seen. Something devilish peculiar about all this. Our interceptors never picked up the Johnny at all. We still can't catch the sound of his motors. Over. Yeah, that sounds peculiar. Your interceptors didn't pick him up. How'd you spot him? Over. By accident, sir. One of our lights picked him up by chance. Seems to miss. Wait a minute. I think we caught him again. No. Yes, my Joe, we have. Good luck. Thanks. Mm, there he is, all right. It's got him full beam. They won't lose him. Order to squadron, formation six, formation six, peel off at 350, peel off at 350. Ah, there he is below it. Well, I dare say we'll make short work of you, laddie. Here we go. What in the name of... Order to squadron, order to squadron, hold formation, hold formation. Definitely, that's no bomber. No bomber, sir. Looks to me like the Atlantic Clipper. Whole formation. I'm going to circle her. Right, sir. Right, George, was positively fantastic. It is the Clipper. There are passengers staring at me from the windows. She's not on the pod. I can't see a propeller's gleaming in the searchlight. I must be screaming. I'm a... Hello, what's that underneath her? Like a man of all things. A man with red boots, a red cape. Hello, sir. Yes? Are we all going crazy, sir? I, I think I'm seeing things. Same here, sir. It's Atlantic Clipper, all right, sir, but her motors aren't revving. There seems to be a man carrying her on his back. You're sure you see that? Uh-huh. Then by Harry, it must be so. But hang it all, sir, it can't be so. Uh, oh, uh, they beg pardon, That's quite all right. I'll agree with you, it can't be so, but it is. I say, sir... What have I got to do about it? I have a feeling that Johnny wants to land at Hendon. Actually, she's a clipper. Pontoons and all that. He don't land clippers at Hendon. If he can carry her on his back, whoever he is, he can land her at Hendon. Or I dare say do anything else with her he wants to. Drop back. We'll follow along and see what he does. If he lands her at Hendon, we'll escort him in. If he doesn't land her at Hendon, I'm dashed if I know just what to do. Ground crew, throw out every landing light you've got, will you? Oh, there you are. Oh, a couple of weeks. Finally got bases of Beetle, did you? Well, there was the devil's meaning of all this hugger mugger, eh? Speak up, man. Speak up here. Now, look here, sir. I know it sounds fantastic, but that radio message I said... I couldn't understand the word you said. Dash, if we could. But everything's seen clear enough, sir. I mean to say... Well, Sparks couldn't have understood. Garbled your message atrociously. He said you said there was a man carrying the Atlantic Clipper on his back. Exactly, sir. That's what I did say. Well, then what the devil do you mean sending in a message like that, eh? Look here, Gone off your head, have you? Eh? Speak up, man. Speak up. Stop looking up into the sky as if you actually did see a man carrying a 50-ton flying boat on his back. That's what I am seeing, sir. And I still can't believe it. Uh, insist on having your own way. Well, by Jeffrey, next thing you know, you'll have me believe... Do you see it, sir? He's coming down with her now. Do you see now? It's a clipper right enough. Uh, and there is a man. Red King. Bluetooth. Oh, devil take it. I can't. I won't it's believe true, it. It's true, sir. I wouldn't believe it myself till I had to. Oh, no. It's, it's fantastic. Utterly fantastic. Oh, look here, Copper. We, this is impossible. We, we, we can't. We simply can't be seeing this thing. But we are, sir. We are. Look there. He's going to land on that runway. See? Uh, you see? Uh, it's just about touching the ground now. There, they've touched. 
He's running now, slowing down as he goes, and he is, sir, he is carrying that plane on his shoulders. Well, I've seen some peculiar things in this war, but by Jeffrey, this takes me bound. We'd better get right over there, sir. Right oh, come along. Right, look, sir, look. The door of the clipper's opening. There are the officers getting out. Passengers following behind them. Uh, never mind them at the moment. It's that Johnny and the Red Cape I want to talk of. I say, you there. Sorry, I can't wait. Well, well you've got to wait. You're here. I want to have a talk with you. Up, up. Oh, devil, take him. He's flown off again. I say. Oh, he really did fly away, didn't he? He certainly did, sir. Well, my Jeffrey, we'll soon get to the bottom of this. Now, oh, here's the crew of the clipper. <clears throat> uh, who's in command here? I am, sir. Mart is my name. Captain Robert Mart. Yeah, Mart, eh? Well, Pelham's my name, sir. Sir Hugh Pelham. Now, what's the meaning of all this blithering hanky-panky, eh? Speak up, man, speak up. Well, I'm afraid I can't explain any part of this, sir. Oh, you can't, eh? You land a seaplane at an airport. Or rather, it's landed for you by a man who carries a ruddy thing on his shoulders. No, no, I, I simply will not believe it. Now, it was it was all an illusion, a mirage or something of the sort. There's no illusion, sir. I I can't explain it. That doesn't mean I can't explain it reasonably. Well, I should think But so. uh, there's a young newspaper one among my passengers. Miss Lane, Miss Lane, you come here. Yes. Can you leave the boy for a moment and come over here, will you? Jimmy, go on with the other passengers and get some hot milk. Now, go on, leave it. Yes, Captain, what is it? Miss Lane, this is Sir Hugh Pelham. A young woman, if you can explain who that... That creature was the one in the red cape and the blue cloak. Well, you've heard of Superman, haven't you, sir? Well, uh, Superman? Yes. Oh, yes, I do believe I have. Some sort of fictional character who possesses amazing power. Oh, I'm sorry, sir, but you're uh, wrong. There's nothing fictional about Superman. Superman is as real and alive as you are. Oh, no. But you just saw him. He brought this plane down out of the sky on his back. Didn't you see that? Well, I thought I saw it. You but... did see it. You just won't believe it, that's all. No one will believe it because, well, uh, because it's just too much for our brains to take, I guess. But all of us on that trip are all our lives to Superman. He arrived just as we were going down in the ocean. And What's we were... it, going down? Yes. We were attacked by a Nazi fighter plane, sir. Superman knocked the plane out, but not before one of the Nazi bullets snapped our elevator cable. We crashed into the ocean. We were just about finished when Superman came along again, lifted us out of the water, and brought us here. He saved us, you see, every one of us. And yet not one of those passengers, no, no, any of the crew either, will believe that he exists. Well, there's time enough for speculation later. Uh, your passengers seem in a bad way, Captain Mark. Yes, many are suffering from shock. Uh, you can help us out. Of course we, we can, sir. A couple of weeks. Henderson, Grant, uh, you uh, men there, uh, help those people into the main barracks. And uh, follow me, Captain Mark, Miss Lane. Right, sir. Captain Mark. Yes, Miss Lane? And there's one thing I can't understand, and you haven't given me an answer. What could have happened to Clark Kent? I've tried to figure that out, and the only solution I can find is that his body was washed out through the hole in the clipper side, and we never noticed it. Oh, no. I'm afraid so, Miss Lane. You recall, after the crash, we all climbed out under the wings. When I called out the names of the passengers, he was the only one who didn't answer. Somehow, he must have been trapped inside the ship. Yet later, when we re-entered the ship, we couldn't find his body anywhere. He wasn't on a plane at all. Exactly, Miss Lane. We stole quite a hole on the side of the clipper when we crashed. My solution seems to be the only feasible one. Thank you, right. Sorry, Miss Lane. I know how you must feel. I'm not thinking only of myself. I'm thinking of Jimmy Olsen. Why, that poor boy is almost beside himself worrying about Clark Kent. Well, you'd better wait till he's feeling better before you explain the news to him. Yes, I guess. Hey, hey, you two. Are you coming along or not? Coming, sir, you. Coming. 
Meanwhile, Superman, flying in a circle over Hendon Airdrome, is faced with a problem even he seems unable to solve. Listen. I am in a mess now. I must have discovered that I'm not on that plane in my disguise as Clark Kent. In the past, I've been able to reappear as Kent without much trouble because no one was ever really sure that I had actually vanished. So this is different. They must know and know definitely that I'm not on that plane. Superman or no Superman, I don't see how I can possibly put in another appearance as Clark Kent. This looks like one problem even I can't solve. Yes, it certainly looks as if Superman himself is faced with a problem that has no solution. Here is a situation that calls not for brawn, but for brains. How will Superman solve it? To find out, be sure to hear the next exciting episode tomorrow, same time, same station. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Did you ever stop to think why American machine gun crews make such good scores in their battles against the Japs and the Nazis? Their teamwork, their super marksmanship comes from practice, practice every day until they can hit the bullseye practically every time. But that much practice eats up a lot of bullets, and that's where you come in. You buy bullets for machine gunners every time you buy war stamps. Five bullets for every five ten-cent stamps. So get behind your team by buying stamps just as often as you can. Can you think of anything more exciting to buy for your dime than five forty-five caliber bullets? Five bullets for American soldiers to use in protecting your home from the Japs or the Nazis. So get going. Get your stamps today and every day. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is written and directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.